Welcome back to Everyday Economics, a podcast that helps you learn about the economic world happening around you every day. I'm your host, Chris Krug, president of the 501c3 nonprofit Franklin News Foundation. Everyday Economics is a production of America's Talking Network. You can check out all of our great podcasts at americastalking.com. To support podcasts such as this one, please make your tax-deductible charitable contribution by clicking the link in the show description. We are recording this episode on Monday, November 14th. And joining me today, and most of the time, if not all the time, is Dr. Orfe Devangi. He's a PhD economist. Orfe, I want to talk about consumer confidence and the new consumer confidence poll that came out, I believe it was last Friday or Thursday afternoon. This is the University of Michigan Survey of Consumers. It posted a 547 for November, which is down 8.7% from the previous month's reading and well below the estimate. First of all, let's talk about what this University of Michigan Survey of Consumers uh, poll measures and what those numbers mean. It's interesting that you say that, but yeah, I mean, consumer confidence is, is a really nice indicator of how people feel today. And it tends to be a very good predictor of what we're going to see in terms of the economy. And it's the same thing for builder confidence, right? We saw builder confidence fall for nine consecutive months, maybe 10 now. Residential investment falling 26% year over year. So spending on new construction, all that stuff. I like looking at those surveys because they tell me a lot about where the economy is going to be going forward. Very nice leading indicators. Now, why do we think, why are consumers so gloomy? Well, look, you know, we don't have to look too far. The price of eggs is up 43% year over year. Flour is up 25% year over year. Breakfast cereal, up 14% year over year. Rice and pasta, up 17% year over year. Fuel oil, up 69% year over year. Cost of everything is very, very high and still rising and so even though we had a somewhat positive consumer price index report last week, by the way, the headline inflation down for four consecutive months. And when we mean down, we mean the pace of price increases is slowing down. In other yeah. words, we still have price increases, just that the pace of price increases is slowing down. Right. And so the cost of everything is way too high for comfort. Americans are pinched to the max. They're feeling it. Well, they're expressing it with this confidence pull. So let me ask you this question. You talk to a lot of people and they feel like the economy happens to them, that they're not really participating in it in any meaningful way. And as an individual, it becomes difficult to see what impact one person can have on a local economy and certainly on a global economy. But can individuals, albeit as measured by sentiment, have an impact on the economy in times like this, perhaps exacerbating the economy by pulling back for fear of what may happen next? Absolutely. I love the first part of that uh, question because, look, you know, we say in economics, we're price takers, right? Like we we observe prices <laughs> and, and we don't set the prices in the real world, right? We go out to the store and we see a price and it, that's the price we face. And we take that into account and make decisions based on the prices that we see out there. So we're price takers. So to some extent, the economy happens to us. However, you know, if as a 
country we're collectively gloomy about the future. We're going to make decisions uh, as a, in our herd, as a collective, that are going to affect our future. And so that is why economics is so fascinating. But yeah, absolutely. If people are feeling pinched today, and if people expect to be pinched tomorrow, they're going to change their, they're going to alter their behavior based on their expectations. The good news is inflation expectations are on their way down, not up. I think that's great news because the Fed is really worried about that. In fact, the Fed worries more about consumer expectations about inflation than they do about current inflation. If we collectively expect prices to continue to increase at a very rapid pace or even at a faster pace than they're increasing right now, we're all going to go out and spend more today because we think prices are going to be super high tomorrow, much higher tomorrow, which by spending more today is going to fuel even more inflation. Right. And then at the same time, we're going to go out to our respective employers and ask for raises and say, hey, look, I can't keep doing this. Inflation's 7%. You know, I think inflation is going to be 20% next year, so Mm -hmm. I need a 20% raise. And then you get that wage price spiral that everybody's been talking about in the news. On the employer side, the reality of it is that they're not going to say, oh, okay, here's your 20% increase. Let's roll forward. This is maybe where we run into that intersection of there just not being enough available dollars inside of our businesses to continue to fund well, the growth of wages. Well, what, what we see is employers then just pass, pass the cost up to consumers. So you end up with wages going up, prices going up more, yes. right? And wages yeah. going up and prices going up more. That is a nightmare for the Fed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I think it's a nightmare. It, it, it becomes a nightmare for all of us because That's at, right. at some point right. we, run out, we run out of that rope. That's right. And so that is why it's, you know, consumer confidence is really important. Consumer sentiment, sentiment is very important. So very quickly, uh, we've got about a yeah. minute left. I want to ask you one final question. What will it take in the economy for consumer sentiment to improve? I think right now everybody's focused on inflation. Continuing to see inflation come down is going to be key. It would be also very nice. I think, you look, in the 90s, Nobody cared about the inflation print. I mean, like, when was the last time you, even the last 10, 15 years, nobody looked at the inflation print. All of a sudden, everybody is aware that inflation is at 40 year, is near 40 year high. It's the story of the moment. Everybody's talking about it. The reason, in my opinion, that people care so much is because they're not seeing incomes grow as fast as the price of everything is increasing. If our incomes could grow faster, then our standard of living would improve and we would forget all about inflation. And so I think if you can see income growth start to pick up even more without prices rising. So in other words, productivity growth, productivity would have to improve. The U.S. economy would have to be in a better shape. The price of everything would have to come down by how do we see the price of everything coming down by this insufficient supply environment kind of disappearing. And that's, again, that's on the productivity side, right? A massive boost in supply, prices coming down, standards of living improving. People will forget and move on. But productivity growth is down, I think, last time I checked. I think and you're so right. if you're not seeing productivity improvements 
and you continue to see these massive shortages of everything, prices are going to stay high. And we have head, like all these headwinds, right? We have the climate risk. We have the destruction of housing and infrastructure. All these things that are acting to lower supply and put upward pressure on prices. Appreciate your thoughts as always for FAD Vangi. This has been Chris Krug. Subscribe to Everyday Economics and dozens of other quality podcasts at americastalking.com. Talking.com.